right. That's Riley Rosmo. No, Riley Rosmo. Damn. Well, not, well, not, not personally. This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Martian Manhunter number one from DC Comics. No matter what you know about John Jones, you're not prepared for this. The acclaimed team of writer Steve Orlando and artist Riley Rosmo return for a reinvention of the Martian Manhunter in this twisted, unexpected series. Back on Mars, Johns was about as corrupt as a law officer can be, and when a reckoning comes for his entire society, he'll get a second chance he doesn't want or deserve. One shocking murder, an unexpected fragment of the Mars he lost, will change his life and the course of Earth forever. Martian Manhunter number one. I was really looking forward to uh, this this series. A lot of people were asking for it. Uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh, can you guys please review the Martian Manhunter?" And of course, who are we deny? Who are we to deny a request from the masses? People wanted it so much they were asking a full week early. Yes, and so we sat down and we read it from Steve Orlando and Riley Rosmo or Rosmo, Rosmo. Rosmo, Rosimo, and it's uh, it's not the so we don't get you know like the Silver Age or the yeah the Silver Age origin of Martian Manhunter where a scientist transports him from Mars, but we do get to see John Jones as a police detective, which I really kind of dig that yeah you know that origin story or that uh, flashback or callback to. Uh, the Martian Manhunter's original series. Right. Well, you know, we don't actually see his arrival on Earth at all. No, but I'm going to bet we do in this in this series. Oh, we I'm will. sure we will. Yeah. Is this an ongoing or a limited? Oh, uh, I'm sure it's a limited series. So, yeah. And, uh, and there's a little bit of a setup. We get to meet his partner. And this is, I don't know, it feels to me like you know, instead of going back to the 1960s, let's go back to the 1980s. Yeah, this. I, I kind of felt that. And, you know, it part of the issue does take place in flashback. Yes, uh, that's a different podcast. But, you know, the s- small f flashback and we do meet his, you know, 80s style partner and he's driving an 80s style car. I'm taking this for like 1986, 87 in the yeah, flashbacks of John in Middleton. Right. And it's a vicious, bloody, horrible murder scene that we find. Yeah. And of course, you know, we, John also finds some psychic traces of something that may indicate aliens is a scene and maybe like, even aliens is from Mars. And so we get a lot of flashbacks yeah. even further back from when he was a, a manhunter on Mars and he wasn't a very good manhunter. In fact, he was fairly well, corrupt. Yeah, I mean, he he seems to be very corrupt, and he's, you know, beating up on people and laundering illegal bribes, and it really kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not sure John, as a former dirty cop, makes me happy. I feel like that that is upsetting to me in ways that I can't quite articulate. Why is that? I just said I can't articulate it. Well, I'm sure you have some ideas. Well, I mean, John has for a long time been, you know, that cornerstone, the goody goody guy, the the guy who Superman actually turns to and says, hey, I'm losing faith. 
can you give me a little bit of a pick me up? And, and John is like, yes, for I am ancient and green and I am awesome. And I grew up on Mars where we learned the wisdom of the flippity blah. And I understand that in a modern context, all cops are corrupt. All spies are evil. All doctors are, you know, terrible people. It just bothers me. And it feels thus far in this issue, it feels like it's added to make this feel more modern, more gritty, more dark kind of, you know what I mean? I, I, no, I don't know if I if I agree with you on it. It's, it's there to make this feel dark and gritty. I, I, I honestly think it's there so we can follow his change. Why does he go from someone who is working for some ne'er-do-wells on Mars and who beats up people, but also seems to be very much in love with his wife and child and, you know, has that life where he's trying to do good, be good. What is that thing that either made him be the way that he was and and being a dirty manhunter? And why is he now dedicating himself to being siding with the law. I think that is the interesting question. And that may be the interesting part of the story that we have here. Maybe he was framed and maybe now that he's on earth, now he has um, a new reason to go the straight and narrow and try to make up for the bad things that he did while he was on Mars. I think that is maybe the, the more interesting aspect of the story. Now, do I need to see the Martians burn to death you know, and and see John Jones freaking out every time there's a flame nearby. I probably not. And I'm not a, a big fan of the cliffhanger ending here. Mm-hmm. And whatever drug or cloud or fog or whatever that he's detecting that's affecting his mind or unlocking that part of his brain that he has locked away. I'm I'm not sure it's that interesting, but I do like this. How does he go from bad to good? I. I don't, and I think I don't like it for the same reason that I didn't like it when the Han Solo movie gave me the origin of his gun and the origin of his ship and the origin of his name. And I didn't really like it when we had to see the Man of Steel explain to us that Superman doesn't kill because this one time he did and it went really badly. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. And, you know, it's entirely my preference. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just, a, you know story elements that didn't really work for me. And I feel like they will appeal to maybe a broader audience than having him be a stand-up cop from the very beginning. But then I also, you know, get sad about the fact that that's almost entirely true, that if he's a bad cop trying to do good, more people are going to be interested than if he's just, you know, a good cop from the beginning. Mm. I don't know. From a first issue standpoint, I mean, it has an interesting hook at the end. I think that it's, uh, somewhat interesting, but overall the story was just kind of there for me. Uh, I am not a fan of the art. Uh, and, and and here's the thing. Is it got bad composition? No. Has it got uh, bad coloring? Eh, it's not coloring that I would have gone with. It's a little bit too saturated and garish for my taste. Uh, and I don't, I mean, uh, I think Raleigh Rosmo does a great job when he's drawing the aliens, but when it comes to the human anatomy... Um, no, thank you, please. John's John's partner's hair is like impulse crazy. Uh, I kind of well, and just just the just how how he draws John in human form doesn't really look like a human. In fact, the aliens look more natural than his than his uh, humans. His humans look alien to me, and the aliens look more natural to me. And I don't care for it. 
it's super stylized. And I think that, I think that Riley was chosen 100% because he can do really crazy, wacky, you know, gummy gooper people. And all of the shape-shifting sequences and the really unnecessary shape-shifting sex scene yeah. look really good and goopy and yeah, weird. And I mean, they do. Up. Yeah, that, that matches his art style. Human yeah. anatomy does not. And, and again, this is my personal preference. Other people might look at this and go, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing since, since Rob Liefeld's 90s comics when everybody was snatching those off the shelves. That may all be right, true. I'm hanging up now. That may be true. But it wasn't something good that I like. Liefeld's nineties comics. In the I don't same know. Sense. A lot of people were buying Liefeld comics because of his drawing. So, well, a lot of people look at the sun during a solar eclipse. I, I'm that just saying. This, you know, there are a lot of people who thought that that was great in the nineties. There are a lot of people who are going to look at this Martian Manhunter number one and think it's great. I don't, mm-hmm. and it's not nothing against. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that the artist can't draw. I'm just saying it's not to my liking, and somebody's certainly going to like it, just not me. I think the the things about it that bother me are minor things, like the fact that John's wife, Mariah, is drawn with a super, super, super curvy, vaguely female humanoid anatomy. She, I mean, she has, she has, uh, well, Sir Mix-a-Lot wrote a song about her, is what I'm saying. And I like that up to a point, but I also feel like Clearly, Riley was hired because of his ability to do the weird, wacky morphing and, and transitioning. And that final page where the fire is going up and John accidentally reveals his regular form yeah. to his partner, that's gorgeous. That's really great. And I like the new design of his Manhunter uniform. Mm-hmm. I like the overall, but I kind of agree with you in that there's just something about the art that doesn't feel, I don't want to say finished. And I don't want to say consistent, but it just doesn't feel like it is a, a DC Universe book. It doesn't feel like this is an official Martian Manhunter book. Yeah. And that may just be because DC has had such a solid for the last, well, at least since, you know, before Flashpoint, everything looks like it's drawn by Jim Lee or someone who draws someone like Jim Lee. And I feel like, in a way, it's good that they're breaking away from that and they're giving oh, us yeah, something there's, wild there's, weird. There's nothing wrong with doing something different. And I would I would disagree with you that he, when you said uh, uh, he's not consistent, because I will say that he's very consistent uh, in how he draws each of the characters in their in their look and their style. And, and you know, that is fine. I'm This is unfortunately just not an art style for me. And it's going to take some getting used to. And unfortunately... Um, I, I like the story enough. The art is not to my liking. I'm probably not going to come back to this series. As interesting as yeah. the first chapter is, I think that the art just really put me off on it. It really didn't grab me on the story side. I mean, I could read 12 issues of, of this art. I don't know if I can read 12 issues of this story building to what it's going to be. And, you know, I, I get your point that having someone be a really, really, you know, solid, strong character now because they have stuff in their past that they're trying to live up for or mm-hmm. trying to, you know, overcome. I do like that. I get that. It just doesn't necessarily feel like something endemic to the Martian Manhunter. It feels like something they're grafting onto him. And there's a lot in this issue that they're already grafting onto. And they're grafting onto 60 years of continuity with multiple retcons being referenced within this issue. 
yeah. of the Martian Manhunter from 1959 to today. So, or 61, I guess it was. But even so, yeah, I don't think I'm coming back either necessarily. I mean, it'll. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people uh, who have commented that this is a really good book. It's really solid and really great, and that's fine. Uh, yeah. Just for me personally, uh, if this was a different art style, if this were, um, I, I would say, a more traditional art style that we would see from from mainstream comics, yeah, I probably would stick around. But that's what's uh, holding this back for me. If it were drawn like the alternate cover, yes. That- Beautiful cover. Yes, with the, which with was the actually in the outfit part of and everything. the material that made yeah. me think this is what the book's going to look like. I think I might be able to overcome some of the issues with the story. I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you right there. Okay, well, there you go, listeners. That is uh, Martian Manhunter number one. That is by request from you, the dear listener out there in uh, yeah. listener land, podcast world. However, the, the kids are saying the... The stuff today. <laughs> the interwebs. The interwebs of our minds. And uh, and this is because you, the listener, went over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and you found the post for next week's dueling review episode. And in the comment section, you said, hey, next week, I want you guys to review this. And we count them up and the ones with the most votes wins. And that's what we review. And it's real super and it's real nice. And I know at least one of you out there in podcast land is sitting there going, but Stephen, I'm not a patron, but I want to want to cast my vote. And to Matt and to that little person out there in podcast land, we say what, Matthew? We say it doesn't has to be a patron in order to play along with the dueling review game. In fact, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash major spoilers, find the post that Stephen referenced, put your little thing in there and go, yes, we want you to read zombie tramp number 752. And if you have enough friends, if you tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on and so on, we'll review that book. Even if you're not a patron, however, Mm -hmm. if you are a patron and if you're over there and you're thinking, I want to become a patron, we're not going to turn you down. Oh, it's no. Uh, yeah. If you, if, you find, if you find value in what we do here on Dueling Review, then I would ask that you kick in a buck per episode or about five bucks a, a month. Five bucks yeah. a month or a dollar in episodes. That's all we're asking. And it can take us to the next level and bring more fantastic content for you, our dear listeners, our dear, 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 dear listeners <laughs> out there in podcast land. So what, what are you waiting for? Make? I almost went bad like a sheep. What are you waiting for? Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Cast your vote. Sign up today. What will we review? Perhaps it will be something from Boom Studios like Adventure Time Season 11 number three or Empty Man number two or the Go-Go Power Rangers number 15 because they're the Go-Go Power Rangers. Exactly. Just like, and they wear their Go-Go boots. Right. Uh, perhaps we might read Planet of the Apes Simeon Age number one with some uh, Mike Allred uh, variant cover art. Or maybe we'll pick something from Dark Horse Comics. Coming out next week from Dark Horse, we've got Black Hammer, Cthulhu-ese. That's a $3.99 book. We also have Dragon Age Deception number three. Hellboy Winter Special 2018. Ooh. Also, William Gibson's Aliens 3 number two arrives next week from Dark Horse Comics. DC Comics has Batman Annual number two, Batman Damned number two, which, according to uh, some uh, sites out there, Pretty much all of the titles that were supposed to be under that DC Black label uh-huh. have disappeared or have been delayed or have been canceled, except for Batman Damned. And we're getting uh, issue two number uh. next week. Uh, the Batman Who Laughs, number one of six, arrives next week, as does Detective Comics 994. Flash, number 60. Hawkman, number seven. 
Justice League Dark number six, Supergirl number 25, Superman number six, The Titans number 31, and Wonder Woman number 60. Dynamite Entertainment has Battlestar Galactica Classic number two, uh, Boy Detective Edition hardcover. What is this? Boys? Oh, I'm sorry. Boys Definitive Edition hardcover, volume one and two. The Boys. The Boys. Those the are boys. Uh, both signed editions, 75 bucks a piece for that. James Bond Origin number four, Red Sonia Holiday Special. That's a $5 book. And the Vampirilla Reanimator number one crossover event of the year. Coming out Electric next week from Dynamite Entertainment. Vampirilla. IDW Publishing has DuckTales number 15, Jingle Bell, Homemade Tale number, um, it doesn't have a number on it, it must be a special, Jingle Bell, that's uh, Paul Dini's thing, Homemade Tale. Right. Also, My Little Pony, Nightmare Nights, number three, and TMNT Macro Series four. Mm-hmm, that's what it says. Image Comics has Bitter Root number two. Uh, the Fear Agent Final Edition Trade Paperback Volume 4, $14.99. There, Hit Girl number 11, Magic Order number 5 of 6, Rose number 15, and Spawn Kills Everyone 2, number 1. And that 2 is a T O O number 1. In the Marvel yeah, Spawn Canada, wants to get in on it. Marvel Comics has The Amazing Spider Man number 11, Black Order number 2, Black Panther number 7, Fantastic Four The Wedding Special number 1. Ah, oh, I wonder if they're actually going to get married or if Doctor Doom is going to show up and ruin everything. Because at some point, I think no, it's issue 7. I think it's issue 7 that's been solicited where Doctor Doom and Galactus are going toe to giant toe. <laughs> I'm not telling you which one has the giant toe, but you'll have to find it's, out in Fantastic Four, Doom. number seven. Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, number three. Star Wars, Age of the uh, Republic, Darth Maul, number one. And oh, I love the Darth Maul. Yeah, the Darth Maul is the best kind of Maul. He got uh, Darth Mauled by a bear. <laughs> Typhoid Fever, Iron Fist, number one. Oh, that's what everybody's been waiting for. And X-Men Red number 11. In all the rest category, the Bell Beast Hunter number uh, number six. Oh, it's Bell Beast Hunter number six. That's I from Xenoscope Entertainment. Biv Devo. No, it's uh, Bell Beast Hunter number six. Final issue from Xenoscope Entertainment. Doctor Who, the road to the 13th Doctor trade paperback finally arrives. Just as the, what is it, the first season is wrapped up except for the New Year's special, right? Uh, is it this week or next week? I don't remember. I thought it was last week. Uh, this past weekend was the final episode, but maybe not. I'm a couple I'm not of caught weeks up. behind, so I don't know. Gold Digger, number 258. Jungle Fantasy Secrets, number four. And they're really getting into the holiday spirit on this one, Matthew. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Twenty covers. On the twentieth cover of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Would have been funny Oops. if they would have had twenty-five covers. Oh, look, they have Space Fauna cover and the Space Fauna Nude cover. <laughs> oh, of course. Space Fauna Nude. The Land That now Time Forgot, space. number one. Also uh, coming out next week, Phantom, the, the Collected Dailies, volume 14, 1956 to 1957. I believe that is coming out from Fanta Graphic Books, I want to say. Fanta, Fanta. Robotech, number 15, from Titan Comics, Shadow Man, number 10, and Zorro, Swords of Hell, number two. There's such a big, long list, we can't get to everything on the list. But, dear listener, you can head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. You can access the complete list. And then, again, in that comic section, comic, comic section, yes, in the comic section. Comic comments. Comic comments. Then you need to say what you 
want us to review. Don't say it. Type it. Because if you're just saying it, we're not going to be able to hear you. So type it in the little like comment a, a section. Blank thing. And uh, we'll tabulate them. It, we tabulate them late, late, late on Sunday evening. So do not wait. Get out there. Vote today. And uh, we'll see what happens next time on Dueling Review when you hear Matthew say... Blue Beetle. This podcast is copyright 2018 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.